0: We begin today, Shi'ur, 16 lines from the top of Daf Kuf Yud Aleph. We are continuing with the topic of Eretz Yisrael. In the middle of the line, you'll notice we have a an Aleph. Because there is a base that follows, there are two approaches to the drosha of a particular posuk that we're going to see very shortly. So... This is the first approach. Omar my Rebbe Lozer, Kol Hador Yisrael, below Avon. Every anyone who dwells in the land of Israel exists without sin. Shneimar Uval Yomar Shochein Cholisi Ha'Om Hayoyshev Ba Nesu Avon. Let's take a look at Rashi on the fourth line from the top. Uval Yomar Shochein Cholisi Klomar. What this pasuk is telling us is, all lomar Tsarlin don't complain, saying that uh, things are difficult for me. Ki kulam avon. all of them are free of sin, so that all those that are dwelling in Israel are considered free of sin. Omar Ravino Ravina Laravashi. Anan, Ravino says regarding this posuk, he says, we learn this posuk, chaloyim law. we learn this in regard to those that uh, suffer from uh, digestive ailments, from stomach ailments. In fact, we saw a gemara very recently that the majority of tzaddikim, they um, uh, we'll say suffer from uh, stomach ailments. Maybe for uh, the sake of greater accuracy, we'll just say that when the Gemara makes reference to Sovle Chaloyim, that's a reference to people that suffer in general from Chaloyim. Uh, We saw on Daf Kuf Gimel Omid Beis, the reference to Tzadikim, Rov Tzadikim, they die from Cholei Me'ayim, from digestive ailments. But this is a more general expression that people who suffer from ailments, so the It would seem then that the that their suffering serves as a as a, as a source of of atonement, so that the pul can refer to them as uh those that that, that dwell in sickness uh, are are considered uh atoned for their sins anyone who is buried in the land of israel it's considered as if they're buried underneath the altar of the Beis Hamidosh. It says here, So that you see in both contexts, you have the context of the, of the altar, the term Adoma is found, and the context of being in the ground, uh, the burial, you have uh, the, uh, the word Adoma referred to as well. Ulah had a roguel to have a solid clarity to tell. Ulah was a an inhabitant of Bavel but he was a frequent traveler to the land of Israel. Noch nafshi bechodes lords and uh, to his misfortune he died uh, outside of Israel. Also Amule the Rebellazer they informed Rebellazer of this. Amar Ant Ulah uh Rebellazer says, "Oh thou Ulah I al- adama te me that unfortunately you you died on a on a defiled land. They told Rebbe Lozer that uh, that the coffin of Ula is being brought to Eretz Israel, Here, at Eretz Yisrael. Amalahem it, It's not you cannot compare uh, the the uh, individual being uh, um, absorbed into the land. Uh, after death as if he were absorbed by life it's a greater merit to be absorbed in the land of Israel while alive than simply to be buried in the land of Israel but as we saw before there is a merit to being buried in the land of Israel in that the uh, the, the posse regarded that as being like buried under the mizbeach, being buried in a, in a holy pure place now, this Gemara uh, is is, um, is not filled with too much detail, and Rashi doesn't mention uh, anything about this. So we're going to have to explain this simply in context of the Gemara. Uh, and that is that there was a man that uh, lived in Israel. His brother died, leaving no children in Bechozoi, uh, a place in uh, in the uh, diaspora outside of Israel, also the So the surviving brother who has upon him the mitzvah of yibum to marry the widow of his deceased brother. So he came to Rabbi Chanina, and again in context it would seem, can I leave Israel to go to marry her? Omar luhu. And here the brother, the surviving brother <coughs> who's charged with the mitzvah of marrying the widow, uh, asks, Mahul can I go down? Mechas is to go down, to descend, and that's an expression uh, appropriate for Israel. Israel is considered on top. And any departure from Israel is considered a descent. So is it muter? Is it allowed to am I allowed to descend to go and marry her? Omar Lei, Rabbi Hanina responds, Ochiv <coughs> uh kusis uh, uh, This guy's brother, meaning your brother, married a kusis. Now the term kusis, generally speaking, is a term referring to a gentile. The marshal explains that since uh, she lived uh, there in Chutzla, it's outside of Israel. Uh, we learned, you know, just recently, we learned that anyone who dwells outside of Israel is considered like an idol worshiper. So they're considered like a kusis. So your brother married a kusis, and he and your brother died, leaving no children. Baruch hamokom shaharago, blessed be the Almighty that took him away. And and here the the explains that he, uh, he that he took him away, leaving no children. And again, in the context that. Uh, here, uh, what what benefit would there ha- would it have been of just having more children born outside of Israel to increase the population of idol worshippers, so to speak? For who and 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 this this surviving brother is going to go down uh, following him there, so that it's it's interesting how the uh, Rabbi Chanina responds in this way, and he just doesn't say it's also for you to go apparently it requires more analysis in so far as uh, maybe, maybe this is my own uh, theory that Rebbe is saying if you want to do the mitzvah and, and marry her but make, make sure you bring her back to Eretz Yisrael and don't follow in the ways of your brother that settled over there just like it's forbidden to leave the land of Israel to go to Bovel so too it is forbidden to leave Bovel to go to dwell in other lands Rashi explains regarding um, regarding Bovel on the third narrow line on the third narrow line Bovel was characterized as a land that had a lot of Torah centers and it was constant Torah learning and a place like that has merit and and to leave a place of great Torah learning to uh, uh to outside that region is forbidden. Rav of Yosef, the Amri Chava, Afilumi Pupedisa, the Bekuvah it's forbidden to leave even a place like Pompadissa to go to Beykuvi. Now, here again, Rashi doesn't explain very much other than to, to going. the prohibition is to leave Pumpadisa to Beykuvi, to, to dwell there, to live there. Uh, from the context, again, it would seem that Beykuvi might very well have been a place outside of Bovel, but from the fact that the Gemara uses the word Afilu, it, it suggests that it might be very close to the border of Bovel and and therefore uh, therefore the term I even from Pompadisa P- 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 to to uh, Bakuvi be- another possibility is but this is a little more far fetched is that that Bakuvi be- is within Bovel but Pupadisa was a place of, of 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 great torah learning and to leave that to go to another place even if it's within Bavel, but it's of a of a lesser it's it doesn't have it's not a center of torah learning that would be prohibited whatever the case is you can see that there is a great deal of emphasis placed on being in a location where there is great torah learning there was someone that left Pupadisa. To dwell in Beikuvi, Shante Rav Yosef, and Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef excommunicated him. How did Nofak mi to Estonia? Shachiv. Someone went from Pompadisa to this other place. Again, you, you don't see, Rashi is, doesn't explain where this is, so we are left with uh, the theories we suggested just a moment before, but it's leaving a place of. Of, uh, of more significance to a place of less significance, and he died there. Omar If that Talmud wanted to live longer, he could have. In other words, he shouldn't. He went to a place that he was inviting catastrophe on himself. Dami The the kosher ones of Bovel. the the meritorious ones of Bovel Eretz Yisrael will absorb them the meritorious of other lands Bovel will absorb them now it's mashma from here it it sounds from here that Eretz Yisrael is considered the, the most special place regarding what is Eretz Yisruch considered the, the most special place? If you're going to suggest <coughs> that it's with regard to purity of pedigree, of, of, of heritage, of descent, uh, in terms of, of family, uh, pure family lines. That <coughs> means that in terms of uh, uh, pedigree, there's no... Uh, suspicion of, or no, 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 no suspicion, uh, or doubt concerning that, uh, mamzerus, illegitimacy in one's background, or slavery, abdus, in one's background. So, if you're saying that Eretz Israel is the purest community in that sense, that's not true. V'amar Mar, call Eretz Israel, Eretz Israel, Esau, the The word Esau is do, do By its nature, is mixed. It has different ingredients mixed in. So, this saying coming from Maseches Kiddushin, it says that all the lands are considered all mixed up with some pure pedigree, some some impure, questionable family lines. They're all considered all. um, Looks like we say colloquially all messed up relative to israel and israel is considered messed up re- re- with regard to bovel you, in other words bovel and there's a historical point that the gemara makes about this is that when ezra left bovel in the time of the rebuilding of the second Beis Hamikdash, he he left he was the leader and he left behind a community in his, in his, uh, from his standpoint, viewpoint, with uh, we'll say less leadership capacity, and therefore he had to purify Bavel to make sure that he's leaving back a country where the, the continued marriages uh, and the continued community will be of of pure descent. So he took with him all the questionable people to the land of Israel. That's why Israel is considered Esau with regard to Bavel, which had been. Purified by Ezra, so with regard to what is is this statement that the that the of uh, of, all, of all of of would be uh, absorbed into Israel? Ela leinian kvura. This is with regard to the uh, issue of burial. Rashi says about a little less than halfway down. Rashi says ela leinian kvura shel bavel. Malichin are the samely part of the people of Bavel, the Ksherin of Bavel, uh, when they die, they're brought to burial in Israel. Veshal Shar Aratzes or Ruchik Meretz Yisrael, Krevel Bavel. Those uh, lands that are even further away from Eretz Yisrael, but closer to Bavel, they're covering Bavel. She'esh Shams Zchus Torah. Bavel has the merit of Torah. Omar Rav Yehuda Kol Hador Bebavel Kiilu Dor Beretz Yisrael. It's interesting to note as you go through the Gemara, we, we have uh, we dashed underline Rav here. We dashed underline his name uh, about the ten lines up when he was quoting Shmuel, where you can Rav Yehuda is the one that we saw at the end of our previous year that was arguing with, uh, uh, oh, I should say, had a difference opinion between him and Rabbi Zera regarding leaving Bavel so you saw there that Ravida based on a posoc was of the opinion that one should not leave Bavel and it seemed from Ravida's own opinion one shouldn't leave Bavel even to go to Israel from uh, the from the way Rabbi Zera had avoided him who was going to Yisrael. so Ravida has a has um let's say assigned a great amount of significance to Bovel and, and, and each time you'll notice that he's when Revuda speaks uh, he quotes Psukim to uh, uh, bolster his opinion so Revuda here says that anyone who lives in Bovel it's as if he's living in Eretz Yisrael Shnemar Hoi Tzion he bas Bovel from this Pesach you see the the juxtaposition of Tzion which is Eretz Yisrael uh, with, uh, with Babylonia Omar Abaye, Naktinon Bovel Lochazio Chevle de Moshiach. Abaye says that, uh, uh, that there's a tradition that Bovel will not see the, the pangs, the pains of the coming of the Moshiach. Tirgema al Hutzel de Binyamin. Uh, uh, that is explained of where in Bovel, a place called Hutzel of Binyamin. The Korole, and in the times of Moshiach, that place will call, be called Karna de Shizbosa. Literally, the the corner of salvation. As far as what these things mean, it's it's a. Uh, it would appear to me, at least, that it's uh, to be researched, to investigate. After all, uh, as as this recording is being made, at least, Bavel is the area of uh, Iraq, uh, and. Um, one would have to consider the there's as 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 this recording is being made there's basically no uh jewish community uh in that uh part of uh, the globe today so uh it, what this is a reference to is something that needs to be looked into further uh we did see before though that bovel was representative of a, of a concept uh rep- it represented a place of of great Torah learning outside the land of Israel so that it could be again I don't have a basis for saying this other than what we saw alluded to before is that instead of limiting the idea of Bovel to a specific geographic area uh, it might be extended to places of great Torah learning though they are outside the land of Israel we continue we have a new marking uh, the firebox marking, and the the reason for this is, is we want to highlight Rebbe name in order to create a connection between what he says here and what he says on omit Bay's, and we have the, uh, the the firebox marking is also limited to cases where a particular name or sheet or idea is going to keep us uh, occupied for a relatively long time and that is the case here we have a topic heading on the side Enom the opinion of Rebbe Lazar is that the dead outside of the land of Israel will not merit resurrection the Gemara Omar Rabbi Alozer those that uh, are are dead and buried outside the land of Israel will not come back to life. And he quotes a The word Tzvi, if you translate it literally, it has to do with a with a deer. However, uh, it also has a another a meaning to it, another translation to it. It has to do with desire, or will. So, Eretz Ba, The land that that I desire, that I have a will for, that's the land of Israel. There the, the dead will come back to life. She'Ein Tzivyonibah Places that I don't have a desire for. Ein Meisel Chayim. They do not come back to life. And as you can see, we have a new marking, a triangle, and it, uh, it alternates, and you'll on the side, under the Bivneh heading, the, with the point facing up, that represents a challenge to Rebbe Lazar. the inverted triangle is like Rebbe Lazar. So we continue, Moshev Rabbi Abba Bar-Mommel, Rabbi Abba asks, you Nivlasi that's a Pasuk. And it's, it's my laugh. What does this mean? Yichu the dead will come back to life. That's mesim shibereit yisrael. Nevlosi yikumun. That is a reference to mesim. Nivlosi is a is a, is a corpse, and nevela is like is a is a term associated with a with a dead creature. Yikumun means they will come back to life. So this part of the Posik is a reference to mesim shebe chutz umai venosati tzvi beretz and rabbi Abba has to explain then what does rabbi lozer's Posik refer to ha nevuchad hu the Posik is a it's from the book of uh, isaiah from the prophet Yeshayahu, and it's a prophecy concerning nevuchad who was to appear as a destroyer of the Beis Migdash uh, many years later after Yeshayo and Yeshayo is prophesying the Omar Rahmonah, the Almighty is saying Sino Alayo, I'm going to bring upon them upon the land of Israel, Malka, a king the Kodil Kitavia, that's swift as a deer so here the word Tzvi, tzvi is reference to the deer as we indicated before Omar Le so Rabbi says back, Rebbe, Mikra Akher Anidoresh, I expound on a different pasuk to come to my conclusion. No saying the Om La that I will give the soul unto the the nation that is upon it, the land of Israel, and a and a uh, spirit to those that walk in it. So that's why I feel that only the Mason in Eretz Israel will uh, experience resurrection. Ah, What about Rabbi Abba's pasuk where, where we saw the the double reference to resurrection, and we he he mentioned that that was the resurrection of the dead in Chutzlitz. So the Gemara says no. Hahu bin nefilim is a reference to nefilim. Nefilim. Are, are miscarriages, uh, but in Eretz Yisrael. The, that miscarriages, uh, those kind of uh, chi- children that were stillborn, or, or uh, miscarried, they will also merit uh, resurrection, but only in Eretz Yisrael. verebi Abba, that he uh, was of the opinion that uh, the mesim of Chutzlaretz, of uh, do arise hi uh, my what does he learn from this pasuk the pasuk that Rebbe Lozer just cited to indicate only in eretz israel answer me boyele rabbi avo so rabbi ababamomo will use it for rabbi avo's teaching Diomar Rebbe rabbi avo even a heathen bondmaid but she lives in israel she is guaranteed a portion in the world to come and how does rabbi abu bamomol see that the post that rabbi lozer originally quoted so he takes that to mean the li'am, liamoleh is a, going to be a reference to the shivchot to the heathen bondmaid. How do I know that? It says here liamoleh uksiv hasam im hachamor. And the word im uh, and that is a reference to uh Avrom Avinu and uh, Yitzchak and Eliezer on their way to the Akeda. And the pasuk says sit here. With the Chamor. The Chamor is Am Hadomele Chamor, a nation that's like a donkey. A nation, a donkey is an animal associated with, uh, with work and servitude, so it's a reference to slaves. And therefore, Abu Abu Momo he sticks to his opinion that the Mason of Chutzlorts will merit resurrection from the Pasik nivlosi Yakumun, and as far as the Pasik Noisi uh, that's a reference to even the Shifchah Canainis in Eretz Yisrael will merit a place in the world to come. That's the second part of that Pesach that was quoted originally by Rabbi Lazar. Amr Arba anyone who walks four Amos two meters in the land of Israel muftach lo Shu ben it also, it, it secures a place for him uh, in the world to come. Tremendous merit, you can see, uh, for being in the land of Israel. The Gemara asks, Could that possibly be that the righteous that are outside of the land of Israel don't merit resurrection? Now they do merit resu- resurrection, however they their coming to life is only in the land of Israel and if they died, in, if they're dead and buried in Chussars, how will they get here? So their, their bones, their remains will, will tumble to the land of Israel and, and, and come back to life in Israel. Maskiflaw Rabbi Abba Saloch Rabba Gilgal and tsarhu for describing the righteous that that process of of having the remains roll uh, unto unto uh, the land of Israel is is a, 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 a is a pain it's a it's tr- it's a tr- it's troubling so why should they ha- uh, have to go through that Omar Abaye Abaye explains Mechilos nasois lohem bakarka Rashi. Um, in, in, he says so that the mechilos um, are tunnels tunnels will be made for them underground whereby the, the dead will, uh, will will say come back to life in the sense that they'll be able to walk through these Underground tunnels; they don't have to roll in the tsar fashion in the in the painful way. They'll be able to walk, and but they'll come above surface in the land of Israel. You notice that we're we're giving this we're translating this on a fairly literal basis. We've mentioned many many times throughout our Gemara markings daf yomi that uh, there are many concepts that the Gemara um, communicates in a veiled fashion uh, secrets that are not to be revealed to all and are are communicated in this we'll say simple fashion and for those who really merit understanding it will uh, will research it or will be taught it by those who know the secrets we call the the kabbalah the the mystical hidden parts of torah so we're translating but bear in mind that uh, i personally i would not limit the gemoras to uh, to the simple translation because if you do just imagine a uh, a righteous person uh, uh that's that, uh, is dead and buried in uh, we'll say in california and a tunnel is formed from california to the land of israel and he would then uh, walk through that uh you know ten uh, some uh, uh quite a few thousand miles uh, 8,000 miles or so to, uh, to Israel uh, and, and then that would be uh, um, the solution for the issue of Tsar. that would seem a little bit hard to believe so we are translating it but we are also uh, mentioning that there is probably another dimension of understanding here We continue with a, um, a Drosha, and there's a, we'll say we have a number here, number one, and then two lines later, number two, where the Gemara says, Kayotse Omer, a similar idea will be expressed there. So we're calling this number one. This is a reference to Yankee Vovinu. Before he died, he insisted that his children, uh, re- take his remains and bury them in Israel uh, he will carry me from Mitzrayim and bury me in the uh, the burial place of my forefathers Omar Karna Dvorim Bego Karna, it's the name of a Talmudic sage he says Dvorim Bego Rashi says Yesh kan Dvorim Mesutorim Bedover Zeh here Rashi uh, echoes the uh, uh, the point we made just a moment before, that here there are hidden things. Mesutarim, from word seser, Sansum is something that's hidden, and one has to pay attention, one has to look into this. Yodea Hoya Yaakov Ovinu shitzade Yodea, that means that yankev knew about himself, that he was a completely righteous individual. Ve'im meisim tzchayim, if as was suggested before that the mason, the dead in Chussur come back to life Lomo Hitshriach as why did he trouble his children to travel with the body to Israel and bury him there so we have a uh, a very dramatic answer and he says Shemo uh, lo yizke he was fearful that he might not merit the tunnels. There's a, another uh, explanation, and it says on the Siteshlo uh, of Tsar Mechilos. He didn't accept upon himself the, the Tsar of the tunnels. So that this uh, idea of the tunnels, even though it was quoted earlier to be a solution to the Tsar of Gilgal. Nevertheless, there was some kind of tsar that remains, and he didn't want that either. That we suggested before, um, you know, I say half jokingly, you know, the tsar of the long walk. Similarly, it says, and the apostle continues to say, Yosef, at the end of his life, imposed an oath on the uh, children of israel on his descendants uh, on the people of israel uh, to uh, bury his remains in israel to after all yosef was the viceroy of mitzrayim and he was initially buried there but upon their uh, redemption in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, uh yosef Requested and 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 he bound them by oath to carry his remains to Israel. Omar Rabbi like we saw before. There's something deeper here. Yosef knew that he was a completely righteous individual. If the dead and come back to life, why did he trouble them? to carry him such a distance 400 parsa that's a measure of distance Shema lo yizkeh mechilos what he was fearful of that maybe he won't merit, merit the tunnels Shol achui here we have a long point and on the side of the Gemara text you can see we've written mikhtav l'rabba a letter written to Rabbah so, just a word of introduction, Rabal it's Rabo Bar Nachmeni, he, he was one of the greatest uh, Amoroyim that we have, he had very famous students, uh, Abaye and Rava were his students. Um, Rabal, as this Gemara opens up, lived in Bavel. He, he had brothers that had left Bavel to live in the land of Israel. And his brothers were trying to convince Rabbah to leave Bavel and come to Eretz From the context, we can also assume that Rabbah at this point was probably the greatest luminary of his time in Bavel. That's again only from the, from the context of this Gemara, if you, you want to offer an alternative opinion afterwards, then by all means. But uh, that's an assumption we're going to make for right now. And his brothers are are, pu- are putting pressure on Rabbah through a letter to come to the land of Israel. And let's see how they do that. <speaking in Hebrew> they sent to Rabbah the following. <speaking in Hebrew> the uh, quote we had before uh, from uh, Karna. That uh, Yankiv knew he was a tzadik Gomor, as you might know that you are a tzadik Gomor, But that wasn't enough for Yankiv to uh, to uh, to remain to have his remains stay in Mitzrayim. He was still worried about the issue of the Mechilos. and Ilfa Moisif Bodvorim and the the brothers of Rabbah mention that Ilfa adds. Uh, there was a a man who had great um, desire for a woman who lived in Chutz who lived outside the land of Israel and he wanted to leave Israel to um, marry that woman when he heard this, the idea that someone who dies in Chutz he might be a massively righteous individual but uh, he'll still have to go through the machilos, those tunnels. Ba'atzma ad he 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 uh, restrained himself until the day of his death. And they continue writing to him. Afal even though you're a very great uh, wise man, a great scholar, Eino made my rabbi. Uh, there, there is no one if you can't compare someone who learns on his own to someone that learns from a teacher from a master and if you say I don't have a Rav and that's why we mentioned before that it seems that rabba had reached the pinnacle of Torah learning in the Babylonian community and you will argue that well it, why should I come to Ritz Israel I, I'm not going to find a Rav there and uh, they had indicated that he was learning by himself indicating suggesting like we said that he didn't have anyone to learn from where he was and it's better to learn from a rav and if you say well coming is isn't going to solve that problem yes you do have a master in israel someone who could teach you someone who is above you and that's the great Rabbi yochanan one of the, the fir- one of the first generation Amoroyim and uh, he, 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 to anyone who's learned even a little bit of Gemara one will, note the, the, one will have noted the, uh, the frequency in which you see Rabbi Yochanan quoted and he was absolutely uh, of the greatest of the Amoroyim so you have someone to learn from here in Israel Im ein and if you, for some reason, you still do not come to Eretz I want to point out that there's a uh, there's a in Erefin daf which in fact indicates that that Rabba did come to Eretz but their letter is is uh, pre is prior to that, uh, because as as you can see, they're writing to him while he's still in Bovel and they say that if and if you don't come be careful regarding three things three matters you'll see three matters uh, that are health related don't sit too much sitting too much can bring on an ailment called it might have to do it's, it's an ailment that uh, uh, that afflicts the part of the body where upon which one sits some might explain has to do with hemorrhoids but i don't commit myself to that but nevertheless it's uh something related to that area of the anatomy The don't stand too much because too much standing puts a strain on the heart the altar don't walk too much it's it's um um troublesome, it's, it's injurious to the eyes. Try to divide up your uh, your behavior uh, into thirds. Third, see sitting a third, walking and a third uh, standing. Call yeshiva any sitting where one would sit let, on a uh, sit without uh, leaning while sitting there's a text in, of the Gemara now well, that we have in brackets which is not uh accurate the Gemara will uh will fix it so if we want to read the final version first the correct version they're saying any yeshiva any sitting without uh resting on something in other words when sun sits someone sits on a chair and uh he rests his elbows on the table, so to speak or his arms are, re- are he's leaning on the table supporting himself on the table that's next to him, that's yeshiva shiyeshi mosmicha. But let's say sitting on, a, on an isolated stool in the middle of a room without anything around you, that would be yeshiva without smicha. So all sitting without leaning, we skip to the top line of omid base. Amida shiyesh noicha heimena. It would be better to stand while leaning on something. So, sitting without leaning is worse than standing and leaning. Now, now, let's go over the text that we skipped. Standing is better. Standing is better than sitting without a leaning. The Gemara says, or ask, Amido, Salka, Daitov, Varmus, Amida, Koshal uh, how can you say that Amido is, is better? Did we not say that, that standing is, is a strain on the heart? Elo, Yeshiva, She'ein Amido, she yesh no uh, What What really is meant to be said is that, that, that sitting without uh, leaning, without resting upon something, uh, supporting yourself, it's better to stand with a support. V'chein omru, and their their letter continues. There, there are three names here, and later the Gemara will uh, explain who they are. The v'chein omru, Yitzchok v'Shimon v'Oshaya uh, omru dover echad. The the brothers of Rabba said that Yitzchok Shimon and all say one thing, and what's the one thing that they say? Halacha k'rib Yuda Here they they're sending a. a a point of halacha to their brother Rabbah and that all of these sages uh, I would assume that these were sages that were in their vicinity in, in Eretz Yisrael so they're sending a message of these great luminaries uh, to their brother Rabbah, that the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda, the Tana Rabbi Huda with regard to prados prados are mules. We'll see what that is in a moment. Just let us point out that a mule is a is a creature that's uh, that comes to be through the mating of a of a of a horse and a donkey, a sus and a chamor. Now, what's the halacha of that's uh, uh, that's concerns mules? a mule that comes from it's a, uh, a, a, a kilayam animal it's an animal that comes from mating to two other creatures the two unlike creatures the horse and the donkey so when the mule the female mule uh, goes into heat tova means it, it desires uh, it, it desires contact so ain um, you don't Mate it with losus uh, velochamor elo Mina. You don't mate a, a, it with a donkey, with a horse, nor a donkey. The only option that you have is to minah its own kind. Rashi elaborates on this point, but it's would be more um, valuable to uh, to spend time or to to uh, um, dwell on this more in the context of as Hulin, perak oiseh beno the Gemara continues omar of nachman bar yitzchok uh, he does, he explains the names that they that the brothers of rabba included in the letter yitzchok zei reb yitzchok Nafcha. shimon zei reb shimon ben pazi V'amrilo, another version is Reb shlokish is really reb shimon ben lokish hence shimon and Oshaya Zeh Rebbe Oshaya Baribi, the the great Rebbe Oshaya. And as we go on, you can see another firebox around Rebbe Lozer, and on the side of the Gemara, the topic heading reads Shitas Rebbe Lozer, the harasis the ignorant are not uh, will not merit resurrection. So Rebbe Lozer has a very very harsh or very very limiting. Uh, approach to who will merit resurrection; those that died in chutzlarets will not merit resurrection unless they're they're totally righteous individuals, and even then they go through mechilos. Um, and the ignorant will not merit resurrection. And I think from the from the context, it would seem the ignorant, uh, even in the land of Israel, but that's something that. Uh, one would have to just to uh, research a little further. I'm just suggesting that from the from putting these two statements of Rebalozar together. So Rebalozzar says the Ameorats, the ignorant ones, will not merit resurrection. Masim Bal The the dead will not come back to life. Tanya Alfi Mason Masim Bal Yifu. Yochalakol could that be regarding everybody and that of course would be uh, a contradictory to one of the major tenets of Judaism which which uh, uh, emphasizes the belief in the coming back to life of the dead so when the Pesach says the dead will not come back to life, could that possibly refer to everybody? No. Talmud Lomar the continuation of the Pesach says refoyim Bayakumu. the word refoyim is explained b'mrapeh Bamarpe Atzmoy mi d'ivrei torah Kosumidaber. Marpe is literally has to do with looseness. Looseness from d'ivrei torah means he's he's not dedicated to the study of Torah. He's not uh, connected uh, uh, intensely with the study of Torah. So people who are who remain uh, ignorant and, and uh, do not connect with the study of Torah. So that is what Rebbe is citing. They will not merit resurrection. As we go on in the Gemara, we have a geometric form whose position alternates, and on the side under the Mivnehring, this uh, form, a volcano shape or trapezoid, is referred to as a ma'akav, an attempt to keep track of the back and forth style. And with the narrow point facing up, the narrow part facing up, uh, there is a uh, disagreement with Rebbe Lazar. the Amoratim sein the that he the suggestion that the Amoratim will not merit resurrection, and the inverted form is Siwa L'Dvarv a support to Rebbe Lazar. So now the Gemara Lo Nicha The Amris L'Hu Hachi Your drosha is not something that the, that their master, meaning the Almighty. That, that God uh, would be happy with. Ah, so what about the Possuk? <speaking in Hebrew> That's referring to someone who loosens his connection to Judaism and opts to live a life of idolatry. <speaking in Hebrew> so Rebelozer says, <speaking in Hebrew> Notice the style of Rebelozer. We saw this reaction in the previous. Discussion with Rebel and his reaction to Rabbi Abba Bar saying, he's saying in response, "I have another Posuk that I expound on." Dichtiv. The Posuk says in in, in Yeshaya, uh, Perik chovav Posuk yutes, and uh, the Gemara quotes uh, part of the Posuk, but if we quote the the whole pasuk, uh you'll see uh, you'll see even more clearly what's ref- what this is referring to. So the whole posak in, in Yeshaya Perakopar Posuk Y reads, Yihyu Maisecha Neveilosi Yakumun. This by the way was the Posuk we saw quoted on Omar Aleph. Hokitsuvran which uh which dealt with the Yhu Mai Sechha Dahl deals with the resurrection. Hakitsu Vranu Shachne Offar ki tal uruz talekovim Tapil. So now the the uh Gemara's quote is he, uh, this is what Rebbe Lozer is is arguing. He says, tapil." And here, we expl- Rebbe Lazer explains that pasuk. Once again, I emphasize this pasuk is in the context of the of resurrection. or The pasuk spoke about the oros, the, the the light of Torah, so that he who who uh, uses the, the light of Torah means he's a, he's a student, he's a uh, student of Torah, he lives a Torah life through his Torah study, so the Torah enables him to come back to life. or And he who does not use the light of Torah, so he doesn't have the benefit of the light of Torah to bring him back to life. Uh, Rebbe Lozer noticed that Reb, that uh, Rebbe Yochan was still very uncomfortable Omar lay so Rebbe Lozer says Rebbe I have a solution for the Amar from a posuk in the Torah the posuk says Vatem hayom. the Gemara will explain what he means by this and notice we have a long marking at this point in the Gemara <laughs> So the Pesach literally is those that cleave unto Hashem uh, will uh, will be alive. <inaudible> can one cling unto the Divine Presence. <inaudible> Regarding the Divine Presence it says Ki Hashem Elokecha The Almighty's Presence is tantamount to a consuming fire. You can't cling unto that. So what does it mean to cling unto the, uh, to the Almighty? Elokol hamasi bito l'tal chacham. A person who marries his daughter to a Torah scholar one who invests the money of Tamidah Chachamim to uh, reap profits for them for the Tamidah uh, Chachamim and one who enables Tamidah Chachamim to benefit from uh, their possessions people like that now they themselves might be Amaratsim people that are involved with, uh, with money investments and uh, people of wealth that have what to share with Tamini Chachamim they themselves might not be learning but they're benefiting Tamini Chachamim so they're considered as if they're clinging unto the Shina. and with that in mind you go back to the Pasuk that con- con- concluded they too will merit resurrection Omer Similarly, the pasuk says, Notice the double underlining that we have is to highlight the same uh, the same question: Is it possible to do that? So, at the end of this, uh, at the end of the story, you have Rabbi Lozer then telling us that people who are who are uh, Torah students, students of Torah, and people who support Torah scholars, those are the ones that will merit resurrection. Uh, we're seeing some very very dramatic things in the Gemara. We saw Rabbi Lozer and his comment regarding. Uh, dying and uh, uh, being dead and buried outside of Israel and uh, those who are do not support Torah study and, and remain, uh, the, uh, remain ignorant all of these uh, situations are, are such that they will not merit resurrection uh, again something to, to uh, internalize uh, take into consideration and, um, and make decisions accordingly as we go on in the Gemara, we have a structural note, the triangle, and you'll see a double underline. Uh, these are Gimel Memrois, three uh, statements, Sheh Rebchiyah Bar Yosef, Sheh Meshutuf Lehem Three comments that have in common the idea of something in the future. Omar and Rebchiyah Bar Yosef, Asidim Tzadikim Sheh Mevatsvitsin V'Oilun B'Yushalayim. It will come in the future, that the the righteous will, will pop up, will sprout forth uh, in Jerusalem. me'ir el The Pesach made reference to the sprouting up uh, in a city. Uh, the word ir is a reference to Jerusalem. v'ganoisi el ho'ir hazos. And in the context, that's a reference to the city of Jerusalem. So you see the word ir as a reference to Jerusalem. When the resurrection comes, the righteous will arise clothed. And the conclusion is through Kalvachomer logic from the planting of a wheat kernel. The wheat kernel, when planted, it's planted without any covering. It's a literally a naked seed. bekama levushim. It grows with many layers. When it uh, when it when the when the wheat stalk grows, you you notice that the the wheat kernel has many layers of of shell of peel to it. So it's considered covered. Sadikim she The righteous that are buried, clothed. All the more so when they arise, they will be clothed. Uh, the time will come that Eretz Yisrael will will uh, produce forth, literally will will grow forth. Gluskos um, are cakes, and milas are uh, garments or fabrics shenemar yi bar now from how do you see from this posagi pisas bar boretz, cakes and uh and fabrics so rashi explains that the word uh, pisas bar uh has a reference to uh, uh grains uh and uh the word bar itself means grain pisa rashi explains is a is a hand a hand uh, is, is a wide surface relative to a grain. So how can I have a wide grain? So a wide grain is a reference to a, uh, a baked good, something that's baked, it's made from wheat flour and baked. So the posic is saying that the, the, the ground will produce cakes. And climelas is the word pisas, is com- similar to the word uh, pasim, the xoines pasim, that uh, we know from the story of Yankiv Ovinu and uh, Yosef, the special garment that uh, Yankiv made for Yosef, for Pas, Pisas, Ksones Pasim so the word Pisa has this double meaning, hence these two um, benefits that will sprout forth from the land of Israel in the future Tonu Rabbonah Yehi Pisas Bar Barosh Omru, Asida, Chita. Now we have a new marking. Uh, the word Asida here appears in a diamond, and you'll see a squiggle underline that follows, and on the side of the Nosein Midneh, Asida Chita, Tiurim Hachita bos, Descriptions of the wheat uh, uh, grain in the future. So from this posik, uh, we say, Asida Chisha t- Chita the time will come that the wheat grain will grow so tall it's compared to a a, a tall palm tree uh, on the on the tops of mountains Was very tall so the grains are high up and hard to access so it's it's troublesome to harvest it Lomar. The Posak in the same context says Yurash Kalavovon Kalavanon Pyro. Akurjborhu, Mevi Ruach mi baskinosov, the Almighty will bring a wind from his inner chambers, and will blow over these grain these wheat, these tall wheat grains. Uh Umashra and the solas, the literally the flower, the will will descend the Lasode, a man, then will be will go out into the fields Umevi Yodo, and he'll bring a, a handful of this in Beso, and from that he will have a, a sustenance for himself and his household. Uh, from just again uh, literally translating, it would seem that from one handful of this. Grain, it would be so beneficial that he will be able to support himself and his entire family. The pasuk says, "Arim chita omru." From this, we say, "Asida chita kishte In the, the time to come, a wheat grain will be as large as the two kidneys of a large ox. Vial and don't be surprised at such a description Shual a a fox had made its uh, its uh, burrow or its nesting in a in a lefis, a type of plant fishokluhu this is something that that happened they they uh, then weighed this uh and they found after the fox had made its nest in the um or maybe its we we'll call it its den the fox den it made its den in this lefis and it, in order to do that it had to burrow into it and and eat away some of the uh, the contents so the they weighed the remain the remaining lefis after the the fox had burrowed it burrowed uh, out it, its it burrowed into its contents shishim uh, litrim 16 Litron, litrin is a measure, today we have a term liters, whatever it is, but it's 60 litrin of the Cipori liter standard. So that the, this phenomenon of something that, uh, that ordinarily, a uh, vegetation that you ordinarily expect to be small, uh, that can be very large, there's even precedent for that. So don't be surprised when the Pusuk describes the Chita as Kilios as the size of two kidneys of a large ox. Tanya, Omar Rabiosi, Maise B'Shichin. An incident happened in this place called Shichin, Be'echot Shinichlo Oviv, Bade Chardol. A uh, le- uh, uh, f- uh, father left to his son uh, three Chardol um, shoots or branches. Chardal uh, is a type of plant. In, in modern Hebrew, the word hardol uh, has to do with mustard, and it might very well be that. Whatever the case is, he, the, this um, uh, uh, son uh, received from his father uh, three hardol branches, the nifshach echod mehen, and uh, one of them got separated from the stalk, the nimsubo tishok kaben chardal. And that one branch produced nine kav of charaf kav is a measure. The eighths of and the the wood from this sichecho both uh, was able to uh, serve as a roof for a for a craftsman's booth. Sukas yotsim is a is a potter a craftsman and the suka is his booth. What we're seeing again is a description of of a plant that ordinarily uh, is is nothing near that size but it happened that it, it was extraordinarily large Omar Rabbi Shumen ben Tachlifa Kelach shel kruv Aba abo vihoinu oilum boi Basulam. the kruv is a, a type of plant and it, there was a stalk of this kruv plant that we uh, received from our father and we used ladders to climb uh to uh, to uh, reach its upper leaves, again something of extraordinary size that uh, happened. The post says, Vidam einov tishteh chomer." Now, there's a, a very long marking that we have here, and it, we call this long marking geffen. And we indicate these are the hakshus legeffen and These are this section of Gemara has comments that are. Relevant to, um, to the grapevine and wine. So we read this posuk, Omru. It, it said, This world is not like the next world. There's a lot of uh, trouble and pain that people go through to harvest, Livtsor to, to harvest, and lidroch to crush the, uh, the grapes in the making of wine in the world to come, maybe anova uh, achas. The word anova here you see is spelled with a, a vov, and it's used interchangeably. Vov and the bays. Inter- its spellings are used interchangeably as a reference to a grape. Uh, the word anova, generally speaking, with a vov, is associated with humility. Is is there some kind of hint over here? I don't know, but in the world to come, uh, you'll bring one. Uh, grape, in a cart. Imagine the size of a of a one grape that you would need a cart to bring it in, but very large. Oh, Basfina, or the one grape in a you need a bow to convey it. beisa. So you put this grape in the corner of your house. Umesape and you will be able to draw from the grape directly from the grape wine, as if you were drawing from a pita's gadol from a a large barrel. In other words, you would you would attach a a spigot to the to the grape and out will come wine. The Atsov, Masikin Tachas, atavshil, and the 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 wood you can use for as fuel under your pots to cook them up. And you're not going to have a grape that has less than 30 sa so, Se'ah so is Sa so, 30 Sa so of wine. Se'ah so is a measure. Shinemar vedam Enov tishta chomer. That's the posuk. Al um, Homer chomer elo chomer. Chomer is the measure. Chomer is a core. A core which equals 30 sa. So. so just to go over the posuk again. Vedam einov. Enov is the grape. So from this you see you're, you're you're actually drinking directly from the grape and Tishtochomer Chomer 30 SA We have a marking a crown shape on the side we have a Nosei mivneh heading and the crown highlights ravdimi these are uh, the or psukim oisri le gefrin we're going to be focusing on this pussuk the first point my diftiv and then pashtei dekraw b'maykseiv. What's the first? We'll do with the Drosha and then what's the simple meaning of the pasuk? So ki ravdimi omar my dichtiv, and we also have a long ravdimi marking. So take note of that. My dichtiv oisri legefen iro ein lechol kol geffen vegeffen sheberetz israel sheein tsorich ir achas livtsor. You're not going to have a a vine in the land of Israel that you wouldn't require a city, a city of people to harvest the vine. Also in that posuk. This is a a description of something in the future that uh, you're not going to have a uh, a, a, what's what's known as an uh, Elon Sraak is a, a, a non-fruit-bearing tree. That even the non the current non-fruit-bearing trees in the future are going to produce, produce no less than two donkey worths. Two, donkeys carry burdens, so it's two donkey burdens worth of fruits. the Toymar, you might say, okay, so you'll have the these uh, this Elon Sraak. Uh, producing fruits, but of poor quality. And you'll say shematam bo They, they, the fruits, the grapes of these uh, trees are not going to produce wine. Tamalomar kibes bayayin levusho. Again, from that posuk. Uh you'll it, the the, the posuk is talking about bayayin. It will it will produce wine. aldom. You'll say, yeah, it's it's wine, but it's not the good red quality red wine. Tamalomar uvedam anovim. The pasuk describes the, the liquid as dam, as red. Shema eno marve. You might say, so it'll produce red wine, but it's not going to be intoxicating the way wine should be. Tamud Lomar Suso. Rashi explains the word Suso Loshon Hasota Shayan Mesus as The we, we use in English, we use the term that you're under the influence of the wine. That's exactly what is meant over here. To be under the influence of the wine means to become intoxicated. V'Shem Otoim Ayin tam. Say yes, you'll have intoxicating red wine, but it won't have good, a good taste. Tamod Lomar Chachlili Einaim Miayin And this is Darshan. Called Chich is any palate that tastes this wine. Omer Lili will say I want more and more. So apparently good taste. The shema toima lenorm yofels kenemena yofeh say it's good for the youth but uh, not good for the aged. Tamlamar leven shinaim mecholav. Article leven shinaim lo lovon shonim. Lovon is is white like white hair white with the years uh indicating it's for the aged as well. So we dashed this posuk from Brachias Mem Tes posuk Yun Aleph. Now, and, and it was Darshan to refer to the the grapes and the vines of the future. Pashte de Krob What about the simple meaning of the Posit? Kioso Ravdimi Omar. Omro Kinesistrelte The Jewish people appeal to the Almighty Ribbonish Olam. Remos Beinecha literally it would have to do with some type of uh, make a, a a hint with your eyes like wink upon us uh, show us a um, a smiling visage if you want to keep, keep things very simply say smile upon us it's your your smile upon us is sweeter than wine the shinecho and show us your teeth, a nice broad, toothy smile. The bosim may chalva, which is more pleasant than than sweet milk, so that the um, as we as we were asking before the, the simple meaning of of uh, this pasuk, uh, uh, um which made reference to chachlili. We saw chachlili enayim miayin. And Leven Shinaime Cholov, the reference to the the eyes and the wine is the the wink, the smile of your face is more pleasant to us than good wine, and the uh, the showing of your teeth and the smile is more pleasant than cholov than than uh, milk. Rav Bar adol Makri Dardiki the Reshlokish Havi. Oh, uh, forgive me, we skipped something. Let us go back. Mesayea. Uh, lay the Rav Yochanan this drasha uh that we just saw of Rav Dimi. Supports Rav Yochanan d'mer Rav Yochanan tov hamal bim shnayim better is a nice smile that you give to your friend yosumi maskeul cholov more than giving him milk to drink. Shenamale ven shnayim cholov tikri leven libun shinayim the the whiteness of teeth meaning show a smile which reveals your teeth that is more beneficial to a person than giving him than providing him with milk and this is a concept that that can be expand, expanded quite a bit that the the uh, what's we'll called the emotional support the 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 friendliness that you show to someone has more value than than than, than the giving of uh, physical uh, items. Another uh, major point that is worth thinking about is the is that many people find themselves with a desire to help others, but there are many that don't have the means, the uh, the the financial means of offering assistance to others. This Maimur Chazal statement of Rabbi Yochanan comes to tell us that. Ultimately, the, the, the maximum benefit that a person can, can offer his friend is not necessarily associated or dependent upon financial ability. Even if one finds that they, they can't afford to help others that way, but uh, emotional support uh, uh, and, uh, and expressions of friendliness can in fact be worth even more. Continuing in the Gemara, he, uh, Rav Chiyar Bar Makri Daredit Reish Have Rav taught the, the child of Reish Ifdar Ifgar Tlosa For There were three, three days that Rav Chiyo Bar Ado did not show up uh, to his position of uh, teaching Reish Lokesh's child. He also Amale Amai Ifgaris When he finally came, Reish Lokesh asked him what Why were you absent? Amale, Surabhiya answers, Dolus Ahasini Abo a vine uh, which is uh, supported on poles. That's a dolus. A vine that's supported on poles was left to me by father, Obatsarti Mimeno, and I harvested from it Yoim Rishon Eshkol I harvested the first day three hundred clusters of grapes and each cluster produced a, a, uh, a barrel full. So that if, if, if each cluster produced a barrel full, so 300 clusters produced 300 barrels. Yom Sheni, my second day, but Gimel Eshkolos, I harvested again 300 clusters. Shtey Eshkolos It took on the, on, then the the quality went down by a day, by, by a, it went down, and it took two clusters to fill one barrel. So if it's two clusters per barrel, so 300 clusters will yield 150 barrels. Yom Shlishi, the third day of my absence, Botsarti Again, I harvested 300 clusters. Sholosh Eshkolos the and then it took three clusters to fill one barrel that would then lead to a hundred barrels and i left uh, i i i abandoned more than half omar leirish lakash says had you not been absent would have produced even more in other words, it, you saw that as each day of absence progressed, it, you, it was producing less and less. So Rishlaki says, had you not been absent, it would have produced even more. There's a there's a, a hidden idea, there's a concept over here that uh, requires uh, quite a bit of time to um, exp- expound upon. But the idea here is if, if one... Uh, dedicates himself completely to a Torah study, and in this case he was teaching Reish Lofesh's son Torah, a very uh, say, lofty important, significant preoccupation so then one's uh, physical needs uh, one's finances one's income will be taken care of and Reish Lofesh is saying will be taken care of uh, quite Um, generously. We continue with uh, a new marking. On the side you see the Nosei Mivne heading. The uh, triangle highlights mamros Binyan Zovas Cholov udvash. We know that Eretz Yisrael is described as Eretz Zovas Cholov udvash, the land that flows uh, with milk and honey. Uh, note again a long marking. This uh, discussion takes you to the second line from the top of Kufyud Bays. Romi Bar Yecheskel le Benebrak. Romi Bar went to the town, uh, the city of Benebrak. Chazinu, <speaking> lano izi, de kaochlun tusi <Hebrew> teini. He saw uh, goats that were eating underneath fig trees. The kanatif duvshom iteni v'chava minayu. There was dripping uh, sap from the figs uh, and milk dripping from the goats. U'me'arav bahadi hadodi, and they were mixing together. Omar heinu zavas cholav Here you have a fulfillment of the flowing of milk and honey. Omar biankev bar Milud oino milin. From Lud to ono. These are names of communities in, in Eretz the, the distance is three mil, roughly three kilometers. Palm achas, Kidamti Banashaf, I got up early uh, before, before daybreak. Valachti ad karsulai bidvash and I walked ankle deep in the sap of the figs. Omar Reishlokish, Ladichosili Zobas Cholodvashel Tzipori. Reishlokish says, I beheld, I saw the milk and honey of Tzipori. And it covered an area of 16 by 16 kilometers. Meal being 2,000 amas. Uh, An amal is roughly a half a meter. So 2,000 half meters is 1,000 meters. Uh, hence our calculation. These are ideas that are, are very—they're uh, very deep ideas. What exactly it means, again, is beyond the scope of Gomorrah markings Yomi But nevertheless, we're trying to translate it as we go along. I perceived the uh, the flow of milk and honey of all of the land of Israel. And if you were to add up all the different locations and and sizes, uh, it would be like the area from Beit Mirzi to de Tulbanki. And what uh, what amount is that? It would be a, an area measuring twenty two parsa in length six parsa in width if you want to note that a one parsa or four meal in one parsa so if you take a meal to mean a kilometer you would have to just multiply these numbers each one by four so 22 would become 88 and 6 would become 24 and that would be the measure in terms of uh, kilometers with that, we conclude our shearer for today.